With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. podcasts do episodes well they do now of unusual efforts our effort pod uh this is our inaugural episode i'm going to stick with that now and we've titled it baby because it's the start of something new and beautiful i am sonia missio one of the co-founders of unusual efforts and with me i have i'm kirsten schlewitz and i am also a co-founder of unusual efforts uh and i'm jesse loesch and i am just, I don't know, lucky enough to be a contributor, an effortista. Not uh, just that. Yeah, I, I mean, well. Jesse keeps us all in line and on track and basically functioning. All right. Don't keep the bar that high. See what happens. We'll talk about Michaela. Later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she keeps us on track in a different, scarier way. We all have, well, sort of defined roles. All right, well, for those of you who don't know us, we're going to do a quick introduction, um, mainly because I especially like talking about myself, and I'm making the other two jump in on that as well. So as I mentioned before, I am Sonia. I'm the co-founder of Unusual Efforts. I have written, tweeted, talked, done a whole bunch of things for soccer over the last longer than I want to say, possibly closer to a decade now. Um... I'm from Toronto, Ontario. I am a big TFC supporter, an even bigger Udinese supporter, and basically a masochist. I do back-end stuff for Unusual Efforts, and I kind of write where whoever wants to take me, so you'll see me around popping on the internet, usually tweeting things about Udinese, like I mentioned, and my bulldog, Frank. And I'm Kirsten that's stalking right now, a co-founder of unusual efforts like i said i too have been in the soccer world for about a decade now i started by founding a blog about aston villa and then i got a little bored with the premier league surprisingly before villa went down and moved to Serie A, um and a bit of germany my favorite teams are still villa and of course napoli that's pretty much what my entire Twitter feed is dedicated to at times. I'm part of the Sempre podcast, and uh, the most of my soccer stuff is now behind the scenes because I'm the editor-in-chief for the Effortistas. Um, I kind of like what you said, Sonia, about masochism because I feel like that defines my uh, 
fandom. Um, and I'm a Brooklyn native, so uh, I'm now a Red Bulls fan, although I was, you know, Metro Stars all along the way. So um, I um, got the chance to write for you guys when I, I think, bravely tweeted at Kirsten after following along for a while. Um, but before that, really, it was just um, trying to be a woman in this um, pretty masculine culture, which I think we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, actually, that's kind of a nice segue into talking about our origin story, because kind of like you, Jesse, I also got the nerve to tweet Kirsten, and that's sort of how our friendship, relationship, um, everything, partnership began. Um, <laughs> oh, can we talk about my, my article? Talk about my article. Yeah, so Kirsten wrote an article about, I don't even remember which Lady Gaga song. I think oh, that is romance. not what I was expecting. That this <laughs> is- <laughs> it was bad romance, totally bad, bad romance. And my brother emailed it to me and my father. It was about Alexi Sanchez, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, he, my brother, emailed it to me and my father, and basically, as as we usually do, we often email articles that we thought the others would find interesting. But basically, this entire email chain just turned out to be why I wasn't as good as Kirsten and why couldn't she be her or their sister slash daughter? <laughs> and where was I going in my life? And then at one point, my dad just started listing people that he liked better than me. <laughs> so um, Kirsten has become an honorary missio, whether she likes it or not, just because my brother and father just prefer her to me. That's I think amazing. also my mother prefers her as well. Uh, we were staying in Manchester and my mom asked if Kirsten was going to be there. And I said, yes. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll book you guys a hotel. She's like, what? Oh my so, God. Yeah. Kirsten, I just want to let you know, my mom has never met you. But when she found out that I was podcasting with you guys tonight, she told me to say hi and ask how you're doing. So apparently everybody's mom has now fallen in love with and yeah. adopted you and loves you better than their own daughter. So just putting that out there. Um, so wait, there's so- a side um, unusual effort support group about this, by the way. <laughs> oh, I want it. <laughs> Thank you. The moms of Ephrodisas. <laughs> Mom for Jesus. Um, so after this article got shared about, you didn't immediately write to Kirsten and say, "Damn you, you broke my family." Did you write to her? How did this? How no, did this come to be? <laughs> she was like on this pedestal of like greatness, and for the life of me, if. Um, Shout out to our audience. If you guys know how to look up tweets, like specifically search tweets, if I can find my first tweet to Kirsten, um, I would love that and would pay good money to see what it was because I'm sure it was embarrassing and grammatically incorrect and spelled wrong. This is going to be homework for everybody just to find every yeah. single Efratista's um, sort of inaugural t- tweet to Kirsten because I know that mine at least took two tries to do. I, I definitely deleted my first one. I'm not scary, everyone. I am not scary. Um, It's just, you know, your reputation precedes you. So you tweeted to Kirsten, and then what happened? Um, I don't know, actually. I think, yeah. It was a, uh, it took a long, I mean, obviously we were friends far before we decided to found this unusual efforts. Um, Because that was what, well... Alexi was at Udinese, so it was ages and ages ago. Uh, 2011, 2012? Yeah. Yeah, 2012. Jesus. That was our last great (laughs) girl. 
back when Udinese were de- decent. But I think just from there, we just, re- I mean, at the time too, again, not to date myself, but Twitter was a very different space back then. Um, not saying that there is a lot more now, but there was even fewer women soccer writers, soccer tweeters, soccer enthusiasts. Um, also, there's a lot of Aston Villa fans in Toronto for some reason, and they all do Kirsten that way. So she just kept popping up in my feed, like talking about English soccer. And I was just like, what the hell? But I've gotten used to it since then. And yeah. And I barely do it anymore. So thank God. I don't actually hate English soccer as much as I let on. I just don't know anything about it. Don't Um, that'll that'll change in a second. Yeah. Um, Back to the origin story. I'm keeping everyone on track. So um, basically, we were complaining one night that we didn't. So okay, let me back up a little bit. For those of you guys who don't know how Unusual Efforts came to be, this is sort of like our origin story, our our point of creation. And it came, literally, I think, jump in if I'm telling the story wrong, but we were just fed up about how people didn't have mentorships, there was no um, representation for women, we saw a bunch of shitty things happen on Twitter to other female um, writers and people in our space and we felt like we could build some sort of collaborative community and we hemmed and hawed this was something that we could do and I told Kirsten we could do it and then I made her do it and then we did it (laughs) and we're still talking to each other I think that more or less was what happened we probably jumped in a little too quick just deciding oh yeah we have this idea we can do it um especially since we decided to also make a magazine at the same time. That was a little silly of us. Um, Those of you who did our Indiegogo know that we have had some troubles with that magazine. Um, But so far it's been a joy and it's really great to um, see what's coming out of it. I think there's one thing I want to mention. When we did this at the start, we said we wanted there to be a place for women who write or talk or create about soccer to come together and have their work shown. But since that time, we've really learned a lot more and are still learning about gender identity. So we are not just a place for women. We are for anyone who doesn't identify as a man. And I think it's really important to say that and to also acknowledge that we are still learning about those things and we're trying and we want to make this as inclusive of a space as it can possibly be. Yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, sorry, Sonia. No, no, go ahead. Um, I just think that's what one of the the things that um I've been so blown away by is not only how honest everybody is about um sort of where they are on their on their path, but how open everybody is to like educating others. So you don't have to be afraid to ask questions either about football, but also about um, intersectionality and inclusivity. And it's just this like lovely space where um, everybody is very honest and open and compassionate and empathetic about um, really everything. But um, it has been a journey for me as well. And it's helped me not only in, in like my footballing universe and life and space but it's helped me like in the way that I've taught and in um the way that I've like you know 
um, advocated. So it's really brought a lot, I think, to to all of us. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah it's been great. I, I think too with changing landscapes. I mean, especially North American whatnot. We it's kind of a nice. It's kind of nice to find sort of solitude with people that you can ask questions that sometimes you might be a little scared or you're not sure how to phrase that and I know I've learned so much again beyond soccer and everything so it's it's been a really nice space and a really nice place and also I've met really cool people so yeah now have you guys met in real life yes so how'd you pick of course you met at a bar you great human hey she was drinking coffee well, Weren't sometimes you? the best coffee comes at bars. And that, I mean, when we get to talking about Serie A, I'll tell you about this great bartender who made me coffee at 7 o'clock in the morning. Whatever. Um, can you guys tell us about the name? Why you didn't name it, like, Frank's Footballing Freak's Flag? I don't know. That Help. was vetoed. Uh, that was actually <laughs> the first option. I think she did actually try to say it needs to be something about Frank. As Did it should exist even then? <laughs> no, back are we going? Um, yeah, no, this this was all Kirsten, so I cannot claim any credit on this whatsoever. Uh, I found the quote, actually. It's from Claire Booth Luce, or Luce, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. And the quote is, because I am a woman, I must make unusual efforts to succeed. If I fail, no one will say, she doesn't have what it takes. They will say, women don't have what it takes and I think both Sonia and I kind of experienced that in our soccer world um either whether it was us personally or seeing that happen to someone else and we still see it happen with announcers you know they make a mistake and it's or even they don't make a mistake and men are just their voices are too high or women don't know football blah 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 and it one mistake and it's put on the entire gender and now obviously of course it's put on multiple genders but originally yes that's where the quote came from where the name came from one of my favorite quotes of all time i remember using it at a college literature class do you know how to say her name her name is claire booth loose and she wrote a great play called the women um and it's Anytime I tell anybody where the name of Unusual Efforts comes from, it gets a great response. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do have one more thing on that. Um, I was supposed to write about this, but I never did. Efertista. It's not meant to be feminizing. And I want to point that out. Men can be Efertistas. Not. They can't create for us. Sorry, men. But you can call <laughs> yourself one. Uh, any gender can be an Efertista. And we don't want to make it sound like we're trying to put feminism or not feminism trying to put a feminine spin on it it just comes because sonia and i are both italian football fans and everyone calls themselves an ista whether you are a man or a woman and so it just naturally came up that way so if you're curious about that that's the story be open to it it's all cool <laughs> Well, I think on that note, too, um, let's just jump into the pod and start talking about things that we have set up for you guys. So to kind of give you an overview structure, we're going to talk about a couple of leagues things. We have a few um, questions that came from our, I guess, non-existent audience right now, but our Twitter audience. 
Um, so we are very happy to accept any questions that you have after listening to this. The one thing that I will say, because as you were talking about, you know, like one woman says something and then the entire gender and everything in between gets blamed for that. I do say soccer. I'm sorry. I was born and raised in Toronto. I'm going to say soccer. It doesn't make me less of a fan. It doesn't make me anything more than North America. My dad is born and bred in Italy. He says soccer. So get over it. That's and it. I also say Toronto, which is Toronto. amazing. Tro- what? <laughs> Toronto. It's all the Toronto. Canadianisms that I'm going to like yeah. collect. About. <laughs> Just about. keep getting more about. self-conscious as we go. Yeah. Um, thanks for that, guys. Uh, so no speaking problem. of which, uh, let's move right into English soccer, if you will. And Jesse, please take it away. Okay. So I don't know if anybody has um, just cottoned on to this from Sonia and Kirsten's Twitter feeds, but they are not the biggest fans of the EPL. Although, Kirsten, Aston Villa, like what happened? Well, uh, have you not noticed Aston Villa are not in the Premier League anymore? Well, but West Ham are not Aston Villa just because they have the same colors. They're not there. But also, I just want to say the one Aston Villa game that I watched was with Kirsten in a Bird Manchester. I just want to point that out too. So that is my only connection as well. Okay, so here's the here's the task that I was given, which was to like convince my fearless leaders, my 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 brave. Um, founders to care just a smidge so i type this up um which is to say (laughs) i know (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so listen here's the thing everyone realizes that manchester city have already won the title it doesn't matter multiple leagues i i really do watch a little bit of seria and i watch la liga and i even just like flagellate myself and watch uruguayan soccer and i watch the mls but unlike almost everything else you really don't know who will win it's kind of a battle for the top although men city have won the league but it's like a truly interesting fascinating relegation battle every single year and here's another thing people this year Brexit, yes, we're getting political already. Clock it, like 23 minutes in, and we've already brought up That took a while, Amazing, right? I know. So Brexit kind of makes it more interesting because Pochettino said that it's part of the reason that my beloved Spurs did not sign any players during the transfer window. And for real, like, no one really knows how it will or will not affect non-English players with visas or transfer fees or even more racism than usual who knows and here's the kicker Sonia and Kirsten if one thing will get you I believe I really believe this will get you for those of you who cannot see Sonia is making eyebrows at me right now because (laughs) I feel like I have her this is year three of Jose Mourinho at Manchester United this is when you get to see the inevitable year three meltdown. And I just have this feeling that it is going to be epic for no other reason. Don't you want to see that? No, because when he has his meltdown, <laughs> he starts wearing sweater vests a lot. Uh, uh, amazing. <laughs> Book it, 100%. 
he breaks out the sweater vest and you're just like, what, what, what happened? He sort of turns into this like raging, it's like, you know what it is? It's like the hide to Mr. Rogers Jekyll. That's but wouldn't the sweater, wouldn't the sweater vest be with Mr. Rogers? Yes. Did I do the Jekyll and Hyde thing wrong? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I did. I got, I, I messed up the analogy, but I just think that that is going to be so good. Did so, I do but, it? Did I get a little peak the okay. interest a little well, bit? But so here's I'm the gonna, question: I'm my Canadian content, we don't have Mr. Rogers. We have Mr. Dress Up. But continue. Does he? Does he wear sweater vests, cardigans, well, like anything? Jacket, so like he had different costumes and stuff, uh, and like, but it's the same uh, thing. It was uh, like puppets and whatnot. Anyway. Wait, wait, okay, uh, no tickle truck. Rogers. That'll be a whole other pod. Yeah, yeah that's a whole other pod. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so here was my question, though. Okay. He's already close to a meltdown after today. So, can he wear sweater vests already? Because it's still a little warm. Still a little I warm. I mean, listen, oh my can God, he? he did the sweater vest with the, the t-shirt underneath it instead of the long sleeves? He can't. You never know what a year three Mourinho is going to bring. That's the thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. <laughs> You know what, I, Jesse? I'll give you this because, um, as everybody in the world knows, I am a diehard Chelsea fan. No, um, okay, we're gonna get the, there in a sec too. <laughs> Stop jumping ahead. Um, okay, okay. No, hold on, hold on. And this is Mourinho based. Hold on. All right. So the reason why I became a Chelsea fan originally, also weirdly enough, to do with puppets, is because there was a Jesse Mourinho puppet. On a show called I'm on Satanta Sport. Am I dating myself here? There's going to be like three listeners who know what I'm talking about. So honestly, I will send you a picture of this afterwards. Um, Please. And the show I'm on Satanta Sport then turned into Special One TV. And it was a puppet of him, uh, Jose Mourinho, the special one, uh, Wayne Rooney, and Sven Goran Eriksson. Oh, okay. The, 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 okay. Now I'm really like, now you understand the date of this. Yes. <laughs> and I literally became a Chelsea fan. Based on a puppet talking. No. All right. Yeah. I can make you a better. Pu- I'll make you a puppet of. of I thought you of were going to say I can make you a better else. person. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll make you a better puppet. Get me a sock and I'll make you like a, a, a Pochettino puppet. I mean, listen. You just compared your manager to a sock. Well, he is Argentinian. Oh, God. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, I mean, it'll be like an all cotton sock. It'll be a good sock, not one of those like good know, polyester ones, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll shrink them a lot. But if you're going to, I won't even try to convince you to like Spurs. Although I could by sending you many pictures of Toby Altenfeld. Oh, there it is. But it was coming. You knew it was coming. Come on. But um, also, I'm surprised we haven't like decided on a drinking game on this yet. I, we're, we're How many ready. times she says Toby? Yeah. Cheers. Oh, one. Cheers. Everybody go. Go. Clink. Drink at home too, friends. Good job. I'll say it again. Unless you're driving. Don't, don't drink, drink if you're mm-hmm. driving. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, we, we do not. No. That, no, that listen. That's something that we're for. If anybody's listening to us in the car, hello. And we hope you have a water bottle because hydration is important. Thank you for listening. Anyway. That's our first ad break. <laughs> um, listen, you saw the Brighton match today. Brighton, about whom I got to write a great article for you guys, is amazing. They have an adorable coach. They have 
two players from Israel who are best, best, best friends. One is Muslim and one is Jewish, and they're adorable, and they have adorable social media accounts together where they put their their two little babies in each other's jerseys. Come on. I know. And they also just signed um, Reza Jahanbakash from Iran. So like Gucci? That's Gucci, right? Yes, that's Gucci. So there's your beautiful um, Banana Republic right there. Plus, their last names are the funniest mix of adjectives and nouns. They have players named Gross and Dunk. No, I'm telling you. Gross, Dunk, um, Knockhart. It's just funny. They're, like, funny and adorable. And they have a 35-year-old player. They're just great. And they beat United. And they beat United. I'm... I can I can go for this. Okay. Okay, you're a seagull now. Uh, <laughs> I, I have I have actually seen Brighton play live, so I, I, I have the scarf. I'm I'm okay here. I'm also gonna agree to every single team in this conversation because I'm easily convinced of anything. <laughs> um but no, this is winning me over so far. Wait, what, did what you agree to in? did you agree to Manchester United earlier? Oh no. I mean I live with a United fan, so sort of like by default, the house is kind of like that. Um, I didn't realize this at the beginning of our relationship, but let's have a real talk here. If you date somebody who says that they're from London, you kind of have a sense going in of where their alliances lie. I mean, maybe you're hoping that like, maybe he really likes Reading because that's where he's born. And then you find out like two months into the relationship that he's a United fan and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this information? This changes things. And then you just sort of plot along and don't bring it up and, you know, hope for the best. So that, yeah. that's the relationship advice of the day. Hope for the best. My ex-boyfriend was an Arsenal fan. There were some issues. See, if he had been an Arsenal fan now, we could have bonded over Lucas Torreira and it would have been great. But he was an Arsenal fan like five years ago. That's fine. Whatever. Can we have like listeners write in with their relationship advice? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think I did an article one time about, um, I'm, I feel like I'm starting to say about. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I did write, I mean, my ex is a Chelsea fan and I wrote about the tendency of women to change teams, I believe for a man and how it's okay you can survive the relationship i don't it was ages and ages ago but the point is women come on you don't need to change your team for a man i've actually had an ex-boyfriend write about what it's like dating an udinese fan so it goes (laughs) some things you just have to accept (laughs) yeah keep your team change your man no that's no see you guys talk to me about syria before i say worse things Wait, um, wait! I think we have. I think we have a question. <laughs> we do. Um, sorry, we're, oh, Michaela has asked a question. Should um, we? Should we say who Michaela is because we, we talked about Michaela. her earlier? Yeah, yeah, she's the best. So Michaela is basically our social media goddess, and she's also, you know, Sonia and I founded this place. But let's let's be real here. She's our boss. And she will tell tell us to it straight, and she keeps us in line more than even Jesse does. And so, if she tells us she has a question or what she wants us to do on this pod, we will listen, and that's what we're doing now. Let's yeah. do it. Oh, let's see. Michaela wrote, 
Oh, tell us about. Oh no. Oh, fine. Only for Michaela. <laughs> Michaela, this is only for you. Hey guys, tell us about your newfound Chelsea fandom. And that would be for me. Uh, I can't officially be a Chelsea fan because someday Villa are going to get back in the league and that would create a problem. I don't know how people do that. There are a lot of people who love a lower league team and a Premier League team. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. As most people listening may or may not know, my Napoli coach, Maurizio Sarri, went to Chelsea. And that's okay. I'm, I've come to terms with it. And he brought Jorginho with him. And Jorginho is a lovely, lovely man who loves to play with his doggies and has, what, doesn't, isn't he the one who has dogs on his? Boy, and in addition to that, he's an excellent passer and director of the midfield. And if he'd been in Italy's squad, Italy would have made it into the World Cup. So, because of Jorginho, and because Chelsea will now be playing Jorginho ball, <laughs> I will be playing, paying attention to Chelsea. Okay, I can get behind paying attention to Chelsea. That's fine. I mean, I will put a little rooting into it, but it's not like I'm going to don my Milan Lalkovic Chelsea kit or anything for this. Okay. Like, I'm now paying attention to Arsenal for Lucas Toreira, but, you know, I'm not out there, like, cheering or, like, you know, learning how to how to spell Unai. How do you spell Unai? Oh, it's U-N-A-I. I already know. Damn it. That wow. was a terrible one to pay. I know. Well, Fine. I didn't. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you, Michaela, for that question. That was a good one. Wait, I thought Son- Sonia had to tell us about her. Do you have anything else to add about your why you're a Chelsea fan, kind of? Um, other than the puppet spoiler that <laughs> I uh, said earlier on. Um, no, it was honestly... I don't know how to word this the best way possible, so I'm just going to say it. But when I was in university, it was when I became a Chelsea fan in my undergrad... It was literally the only team that you could see on TV. And so I kind of became a Chelsea fan by default because it was the only game that you could really watch. It was the only game that like people on campus would stream that I could kind of like look behind their computers type thing. Um, I really like Joe Cole. I, I will admit that I have a Joe Cole Chelsea jersey um, <laughs> that I purposely went out and bought for some reason. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, my my Chelsea jersey was free, at least. Nope. I not only bought the jersey, but then I bought the lettering to have him put onto the jersey. Wow. Um, so, shout out Joe Cole. From <laughs> um, yeah, and so that kind of became why I became a Chelsea fan. But over the recent years, um, as I'm sure a few people know from my incessant tweeting about this... Um, Udinese is owned by the Pozzo family, and Pozzo Jr., Gio Pozzo, uh, recently took over Watford, which is also best known for Elton John once owning them, and they now have a stand name a- a- owned a- or named after Elton John. So I've been following Watford um, just sort of to kind of see what's up and like my one little Italian connection into England, which I guess is sort of like what we all have, like that one little like 
gateway drug into the EPL. <laughs> so that's sort of what I've been watching. And funny enough, I will be on in England um, over Christmas and Chelsea plays Watford on Boxing Day. And I'm trying, here's my shout out to our audience. If anyone knows how I can buy Watford Chelsea tickets, please wait at me, email me. Yes. Is it Chelsea at Watford? It sounded like, yes. okay. I, yeah. It sounded like you said it the other way the first time. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Chelsea is playing at Watford. Um, I have obviously already emailed the club, and they said that they will not sell these tickets to international fans. And I wrote back correcting them that I was not a Watford fan, that I was an Udinese fan. True story. Uh, I have not received a reply to that email yet. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's my plea to our audience to get me to see my two favorite teams in the world, Watford and Chelsea. That was a really good plea. Thank you. I think you should also write to Elton John. Yes. Uh, I don't think I haven't tried that already. Okay, good. I'm just good. Good job. My husband's Canadian, you know? We have that <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, I appreciate this question even more for the responses that it brought. <laughs> that was All just right, great. Let's, let's move forward to a real leak. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, but... Let's go over some Syria, and I think, despite everything that is going on, we kind of have to talk about the elephant in the room. Is that? I don't think that's the right phrase for this, but the thing that everybody's talking about, and I think now we can speak to it a little bit more now that the season has started this weekend. Are you talking about the waxed mannequin in the room? Is yeah, that is it an mean? elephant that always takes his shirt off, has yet to pay his taxes, and is a rapist? Yes, thank you. Maybe. Hmm. Elephant just sounded nicer. Yeah, because elephants are better. Yeah, we're not. protection. I don't think elephants rape people. But, you know, dolphins do, so maybe they do. Oh, did you have to? Yeah, I kind of have to. Damn it. (laughs) We're going to fix all of this in post, I assume. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so Cristiano Ronaldo has joined Juventus. And what does that mean for Serie A and Italian soccer fans around the world? That was beautiful. Make it a lot harder to convince me to watch it. Oh, so we have a more uphill task now. Yeah. Well, I'll say I don't know, Sonia. Did you watch much cereal this weekend? Um, little side note: any Canadians also watching know that how difficult it is to watch Italian soccer. The last time you were able to easily watch it was in 2011, 2012, when the score had high definition. Italian soccer. It's the first time in my life that I've seen high definition Italian soccer, and the last time because Rye International only shows standard definition, and that is going to be an entire pod on in itself. But um, yeah, I saw a few snippets. I watched the highlights. I followed along in a salon chair of things that were happening. So, um, but a a lot of commentary. Did you hear a lot of the commentary? No, I did not. So please fill me in. Okay, so first of all, here in the U.S. where I am for another month, the because of Cristiano, we now have Syria on ESPN Plus and also occasionally on, on ESPN Station, which, wonderful, you pay $4.99 a month and you can watch most games and it's high definition and the stream is beautiful, although... For some reason, even though we're both in the... Anyway, that's the only issue that's been noticed so far. 
But they have the world feed. They have the world feed on their online streaming games. And the world feed is awful. It's just, it's it's a total mess. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what Syria all is like. And pretty much every introduction to anything was having to do with Ronaldo. Look at the Ronaldo shirts coming into the Kiev Stadium. And look at how Ronaldo really wants his gold. And blah, 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 Ronaldo, blah, 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 Ronaldo. What did they say when he didn't get his goal? Uh, I'm pretty sure they said, well, that's the whistle and no goal for Cristiano Ronaldo. It was it was something like that. This sounds like when like sports radio shows or sports podcasts, sports in general, try to talk about like the world or the Euro Cup here, where like they choose a name that not only they recognize, but they can easily pronounce. And then the entire tournament is centered around them. And when that team goes out, they're just like complete panicking. Like it's just like. It's like the bed. it's like Fox here does with Pulisic in Germany. It's everything. Dortmund won't be playing, and they'll be talking about Pulisic. So yes, I watched more Serie A games, and yes, Ronaldo was brought up in all of them, just because. I mean, on the one hand, it's annoying as heck, and we've already told you why we don't like Ronaldo very much, except for Sonia. But we're gonna edit that out her liking of Ronaldo. Um, but on the other hand, if Ronaldo didn't come to Syria, we wouldn't have this package. We wouldn't be able to see Syria on ESPN here in the US. We would still be... It's... Yeah. Maybe one game a week and it wouldn't start it on time because like Barcelona would be playing whatever team was 18th in the Spanish league at the time. So they'd have to wait for that game to finish. And then and they would on. only show Juve. That was my problem last year was that, you know, you could only get one match. And for better or for worse, like it was Juve versus whoever sometimes. Yeah. Well, today they, they ESPN showed its first actual on the screen, not on the streaming platform game. And it was um, Roma against... Oh, God, somebody help me here. I watched this game. It was. I watched this game. I'm so I'm going to go to your right own. Now. I'm going to go to your own Twitter account right now. Hold on. I was playing volleyball during this game. And by playing, I mean doing it. Oh, Torino. I was Torino, obviously, because I was like, oh, maybe they'll show Adam on the bench. Anyway. Um, so they they had the Calcio guy um, commentating with. Somebody else. Somebody else was competent enough, but the Calcio guy actually knows Serie A, knows, you know, the context of everything. He wouldn't have said something ridiculous about a goal celebration like they did on the international feed yesterday. It was such a joy. I didn't realize how much the commentary on yesterday's games was affecting me until I heard a decent commentary so please somehow world feed operators who are listening get better serial announcers thank you it's no but like honestly it's true um just like this is such a throwaway example but it really hit home for me of like understanding how you culturally watch different 
soccer leagues or games or clubs i was on the cbc talking about diving over the summer during the world cup and my like the two people on it was me and another guy and he just happened to be friolano he happened to be from friuli and like we didn't realize this nobody came on and it was kind of obvious that the um the host of the show uh was kind of leading us to be like diving is bad diving should be illegal and we're just like what no it, it's part of the pageantry it's it's part of the production and we were like spending like 10 minutes trying to convince him that like yes some diving is bad obviously some of it is a bit like too much over the top but for the most part like i find myself yelling at people why didn't you dive rather than why did you dive and so I think there is that sort of point of context. Like I grew up watching, like I mentioned, this shitty like SD standard definition Rye international stream. And like, even though my Italian is very, very limited, you can tell the difference between Italian announcers and then North American announcers who are great announcers maybe, but not great Italian announcers because the context is a little bit different. The culture surrounding the game is a little bit different. The way the game is played is a little bit different. And... Serie A is not played the same as the Premiership. It's just not. You cannot compare the two. It's the same sport, yeah, but it's not the same game by any means. Yeah, I, I mean, some of you guys, I know, Sonia, you do, but watch MLS, and I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's it's new enough that it really is still an evolving sport, and it is really different. And I have to say, like, I we only get um, Shep Messing and... Um, either I think it's Steve Cangelosi or JP De La Camera. And look, Shep Messing has a history here in, in the metro area with the league, but that doesn't necessarily make him a great commentator or announcer. And it is really frustrating debating every week whether I want to suffer through watching the game on mute, which is not Ideal. It's not the same. It's not, it's the, not same. the right or suffering through him saying. I mean, it's a joke now in my household, but listening to him say, like, you know, JP, if you're the Red Bull, what you really need to do here is score another goal. Which, like, re- dude, no, but, really, re- is uh, that the point? And as you guys said, bringing up Pulisic had never played here. Please do not bring him up every week. Just please don't. It's just wait, wait, another thing. Why do they even mention? And he's it's, American. He's American, and oh. it's getting a little bit racist, and it's getting a little bit silly, and it's getting a lot bit old, and it's taking the enjoyment out of watching the team that I've watched since I'm ten years old. Um, but I think part of that is not looking outside the box, as um, leagues do with male coaches and leagues do with male announcers, and part of it is giving umpteenth benefits of the doubt to men and not giving any to women which we all saw during the world cup oh for sure and just on the mls because i think it's the mls point that you were making not the mls yeah let's make it clear we don't think it's the mls we're all mls fans (laughs) i want to say canada overall because we only have like three mls teams so I believe that Luke Wildman and Stephen Caldwell do a commentary for all three teams. Um, I could be wrong, so I apologize if I am. But honestly, and I'm not just saying this, they are fantastic. And the second that I have to watch, no offense, an American stream, I'm just like, I don't know how lucky we are in Canada that we have two competent people that A, have great chemistry together, B, have great commentary together. Like, it's not that sort of stereotypical commentator color commentator. Like, 
you can divide them that way, but it's just two people talking about the game that they love in a way that they don't dumb it down for the audience and in a way that they don't necessarily pick sides. Like Stephen Caldwell is a former Toronto FC captain, so you would think he would be more uh, pro TFC. But there are times that like you can see him getting frustrated with the team because he's just like, I want to see a good game being played rather than seeing Toronto FC play a great game. So, um, yeah, I, I, just realizing now how, how lucky we are to have great commentators, but how a bad commentator really does ruin a game for people. And I'm kind of upset that I wasn't able to witness terrible Serie A commentating on ESPN because we don't have it, but I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like, I think it would be a great social experiment to see what it would be like. Because a lot of the times, and this is a habit I've picked up from my dad, I will mute commentary if I don't like it. And well, I will see, the thing is, I, I want it. Yes, I mute the commentary all the time, too, unless I want to rant about it on Twitter. But the thing is, um, this weekend, all three games that I watched um, had a VAR call. And mm-hmm. I had to put it back on because you have no idea what's... Because first it's disallowed, and then it's the goal line technology, and then they go to the VAR, and then the referee decides. And you you got nothing unless you turn on, like, the closed captions or whatever, or try to sort it out from Twitter where nobody is, you know, neutral. So, you also want, the, like, the ambiance of the match. Like, I want to hear the noise of the stadium. So yeah. watching totally silently isn't ideal either though if you do find like i know reddit has streams like this but it's just there's no commentary but it's just the sounds of the stadium like not like as in like a a meditation cd stadium but like but that that like, we should do that yes. <laughs> just us screaming for 20 minutes or 20 minutes 90 minutes um but yeah and it's and it's really interesting because you hear the reaction in real time and then the whistle and so it's just like you kind of have to fend for yourself of what is going on because it's something that you may not see because you're looking at somewhere else on the screen whereas normally commentaries point to you of like who's passing to so that's what you're looking at but really there's this whole other act going on in the other half of the field yeah that's an excellent point yeah it's it's good to watch them without commentary sometimes because then you can decide for yourself rather than have it be fed to you by someone who maybe also is clueless but has to be paid to you know, pretend they're not clueless. Um, so speaking about clueless, let's continue along with our Syria talk. Um, just for time's sake. And we do have a few questions that we really want to get to because there's been some really great questions put to us. But in 30 seconds or less, let us convince Jesse to watch Syria and a team for her to choose. Okay. Oh, no. Well, this is not yeah, fair because first. my convincing is... Alexander Kolarov, but I don't want her to be a Roma fan because everyone's a Roma fan, and come on. We need diversity. Roma does have great jerseys, though. They have great jerseys, but... They continuously have great jerseys. We need some some diversity. Roma has become so part of the America culture because they're so great at Mm, I can't have anything that's culturally American right now. I will tell you that the love of my life... Oh, Martin okay. Cáceres is a Lazio fan, but I will not be a Lazio fan. No, 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 no. I mean, no. fan. What? Player. Not, Wrong. I mean, he's probably a Lazio fan right now, but mm. he is a player, and you can't be a Lazio fan. I cannot be a Lazio Why don't you tell us why right now you can't be a Lazio fan? <laughs> well, you guys, I don't know if you know this, but at the Lazio Stadium, 
there is a sacred space, and in that sacred space, only men can be. If a woman enters that sacred space, it is no longer sacred. By the way, uh, I should mention that I think that sacred space is an amazing euphemism for whatever uh, you're thinking. So yes, I will now be calling anything I want a sacred space. Um, Kirsten, how did the Lazio, I forget, owner or social media something respond to these Lazio men who said that women could not enter their sacred space? Oh, it was it was. Was a, it with an appropriate "fuck you"? Enter our sacred space at will. No, no. The Lazio spokesman, the owner, who is crazy. All serial owners are crazy, but he's even more crazy than most. The spokesman, probably taking direction from his crazy owner, did not say, "You know, fuck off. Women can go wherever." They just said, "Perhaps we should be more politically correct about these things." Hmm. What emojis did he use with this tweet? Surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) What? They were emojis because Serie A teams love their emojis. What's a good sacred space emoji, though? The peach. (laughs) (laughs) You really came up with that answer fast. (laughs) Yay! We may have a new Unusual Efforts mascot, just saying. The peach. Anyway, this is my new voice for Lazio and their sacred space. It's very calming. You can, do a, a, you can do a meditation CD with that. Thank or, you. Yeah. Well, Along I can with tell the sounds of soccer stadiums. Yes. Well, I'll tell them to take their sacred space and shove it. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> okay, Sonia, you tell her what team she should like. Well, I think about what team she could play. Okay. Um, while I'm stalling for time to come up with a team, I'd also <laughs> like to say that a lot of Serie A teams also have um, discounted women's tickets. Oh. So I am lucky enough that whenever I go to Italy and go to games, I can buy a cheaper ticket than my male counterpart because I identify myself as a woman. But why do they okay. do that? They I want to bring in more women. women in the stadium. Yeah, it's an incentive. Okay. I think right. they also think that it'll help the men behave a little better. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, because the last Italian soccer stadium that I went into, uh, I definitely helped that out, but uh, yeah, for another time. The, the uh, women fun fact, are rowdy and gender. Let's, let's just yeah. go with that. Good, I like that. Um, uh, yeah, so who knew that Ultras would be the social status that we want to put our bar up to? Well, I did um, used to watch Napoli a lot when Cavani was there. And he's not back. I know, I know. Why must you do this, Jesse? Why do you make I'm me cry? I'm sorry, I just... And he's still injured and I'm really sad, so I do I want to be a Napoli fan again? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Biased answer. Okay. Um, well, you can't say Udinese. Oh, God, I would never wish that on anyone. <laughs> Christ, that wasn't even an option. <laughs> Um, I'm always I'm always trying to get people for Sassuolo. That's my oh, that's funny because I was going to say Sampdoria. But no, 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 no. Why? No, Sampdoria is a team that like you can actually invest in, and they may actually do well, but then they may also no. They're going to do really poorly this season. Don't, I do like don't. an underdog. Well, yeah, but Sassuolo, like no, Sassuolo are a better underdog. I know. 
Sesquilla or Torino maybe or Ooh, um, I, I could go with Torino. Oh, but then then you kind of have to like put up with like a lot of Juventus bullshit, especially like when they play and like yeah. But you have to I, put I up with like Juve just... bullshit from any if you're a fan of any team. I guess. Okay, why do I want Torino? One sentence from each of you. Go. Maroon. Next. It's technically Granada. Come on, Spain. Sonia. It's Granada. Like Spain? Well, I can't say it right. Also, it's with a, with a T. It's a T. They're they're like Il Granata or something like that. Oh, Torino fans are going to kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just go for Empoli. Why? Because no one is going to complain about Empoli. We're not going to get any angry emails. Frozion, you could do that too. Frozion would work uh. for that. They're also going to get relegated this season, so yeah, well, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, so I they need ma- more fans. Who, who like, who like needs people? <laughs> um, Pretty much anyone ten and below, I would think, needs people. Yeah, because they're all pretty, pretty small. Um, Sasuolo really does actually. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> what, what just happened here? I mean, Sonia, you, you, you <laughs> the fucking flying donkeys. Let's get their name correct. So, it's the oh, fucking see, flying donkeys. I had heard of the flying donkeys, but I did not know that they had another piece of that. They are the fucking flying donkeys, and they had a two-one lead over Juve yesterday, oh, and okay. they couldn't, oh, okay, okay, okay. could that, not um, keep it, and they did not do their job. And oh, they're, they're just the, awful. Anti Brighton. Yes, they are awful, and they will go down this season. They will. Okay. I mean, we everyone literally says that every season, and somehow they don't, and no one knows how <laughs> or why. Like, I think even Udinese is able to beat them, and we just drew with Parma, so. Yeah. Ooh. I love okay. this. This should be its own podcast. <laughs> it's turning out to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, with Do- that in mind. Do we get to talk about my my new role and the t- Twitter pool, pool we're going to run? Yes, actually, that was exactly what I was moving on to, so please take it away. Okay, so the best tweet that I have ever done, apparently, in my life was me saying that after Eden Dzeko scored for Roma today, scored the women, winner against Torino, he pulled off his shirt and he got a yellow card, which is ridiculous. So I said, people for the abolition of yellow cards for players who remove their shirt. And that acronym is P-A-Y-C-P-R-S, which is pretty crappy and does not make a good word. <laughs> so we have... I'm working on it as well. <laughs> we have the hallway one who suggested alliance for alliance for liberating pectoral abdominal... And chest anatomies, which acronym is alpaca? Lovely, I love that. lovely. We have Philby nineteen seventy six, who is an effortista, saying top topless is totally acceptable. Acronym Tita, pretty perfect. <laughs> oh, I pronounce that Tita but- or Tita. <laughs> yes, Tita, even better. And. Comrade you Spurs, who's probably a friend of Jesse's. Oh, I like that person already. <laughs> or your burner account. What <laughs> yeah, well, possibly Jesse. It's suggested 
People for the Emancipation of Chest Sexiness, which acronym is PECS. Oh. So. Go Spurs fan. (laughs) After we release this pod, we will put up a poll for people to vote on what we are going to call our campaign to stop yellow cards for players who take off their shirts when celebrating a goal. Can I can I do an addendum though? Can we can we addendum which is not a verb but I'm making it a verb. Can we addendum this that we abolish yellow cards for all players taking off their shirts except for Cristiano Ronaldo who gets a red card every time he does it? As the resident Ronaldo fan, um I'll agree to it. <laughs> okay, great. Good. I'll come up with a good acronym for it. Perfect. Okay. Okay, so men of the post, if there's plural of you, um, men of Uh. men on the post, can we start re-recording now? And with Ronaldo decided and his straight red card, let's move on to some audience questions before we wrap it up here. You can always reach us anytime at at Unusual Efforts on Twitter. Um, comes from James Rushton, who's been a friend of Unusual Efforts for quite some time. And James asks, what do we want from football media? Uh, I'm going to be happy to take this first, and I would say to be paid as a writer. That, that's all I want. Oh, that's a good one. Which? Yes. <laughs> yes, not very much, and we're sorry about that, but we do pay so that younger people starting out, we can acknowledge that their work is worthy of payment and we want to give them a platform, more than just a platform to publish. We want to show them that, yes, it's valuable. And you also put a lot of time and effort into editing and giving the support and mentorship, so. Yeah, and I'll say that I do not get paid, so I also would like from Football Media for it to acknowledge that editing is important that typos do matter and beyond typos the structure of a story the flow of a story and editors i've had great mentors who are editors those people matter because they can help you move on in your career or even help you realize it's not what you want to do yep and obviously aside from you know gender equality and people equality etc etc i think as an overall thing being able to acknowledge talent within football media and being able to, you know, support and progress that talent is super, super important. And I think it, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of funny, but I do think places that have much bigger production, much bigger readership, much bigger, you know, reach than we do can actually learn a huge lesson from unusual efforts because the one thing that we said from the beginning is that everybody who writes for us, does art for us, has worth and we want to give a monetary value to that worth to prove to people that what they're doing is important and we need it in this world they don't get paid sorry no but we have each other that's true you get to be part of an exclusive group and you know enjoy funny jokes and complaining all the time yeah and learn how to make the password cat gifts except for sonia she's not allowed to tweet because there have been incidents yeah, that, people and the people will have exclusive access to how that happened. I think I do have something else I want from football media, though, is that, and this is something that I think we do 
um, fairly well, although we could do it better. I, I want to, besides the diverse voices, which is obviously what we all want, I want diverse ideas as well. You know, we say we don't want the stories about Manchester United or Barcelona unless you have a twist. We don't want to see the same thing that the same writer is writing for three different outlets. You can find it anywhere. We don't want to give you that. Or And, and I want others to do that as well. I don't want this just to be unusual efforts. I want it from other outlets. Yeah, I have a really, like, basic one, um, which, you know, there's so much happening. And this is still the thing that sort of stops me in my tracks every time, which is almost every um, account, every um, uh, sort of um, company that, that has anything to do with football that has a social media account does this. But I, I just want people to stop posting about wags or about the most beautiful women in, in football. Um, I think that, you know, it sounds so basic, but it really, um, it, it sculpts the landscape and it has so much to do with who gets shown on camera, um, in stadiums and it's lazy and it's, um, it's boring. Um, and it really, if that were taken away, then it would be so much more inclusive. I think that nobody really realizes how um, saturated the media is with stuff like that um, and how upsetting it is, especially when you're first starting out, what what message that sends. That's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, moving on to our next listener question, which isn't quite as deep. But uh, still, we need to we need equally something amazing. lighthearted. This yeah. is so good. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> footballers with animals has asked, "What would the pod's ideal footballer slash animal link be?" And I guess I'll start out with that because mine has no explanation. It's mm. Dries Mertens with an otter, and my non-explanation is that uh, I love to try to create random connections for Napoli players that never catch on. And I think actually at Napoli Blogger did this first. Neither of us can remember. We paired Dries with an otter and he's small and cute and feisty and adorable like a little sea otter. So they would be so perfect together. I wish we were doing this as a vlog so you could see everybody's face. <laughs> I know. Everybody just did the facial equivalent of, oh. Dries, you have a pool. Get a sea otter. Oh. Snuggle him. Put it on Instagram. You have to get two so they can hold hands. No, he's going to hold hands with the otter, Jesse. Come on. The otters need hands. Or or they can just hold it on each side. Yeah, he can meet the middle. It can be an otter sandwich. Oh. Oh. Yes. Somebody please Photoshop this. Please. If not, I'm going to do it. Okay, do it. that's your warning. Do it. Sonia, what's yours? Um, so I took this more literally and I chose a footballer that has an animal that I think is a perfect pairing, IRL. Um, that's obviously Zlatan and his bulldog. If you are not following Zlatan's Instagram account, get Instagram just for this because he doesn't <laughs> like, unlike Alexi Sanchez, who just like has his banner pictures with his like golden retrievers. Like that. Um, excuse dogs. me. Alexi oh. plays a guitar on his Instagram. Or the piano. No, 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 sorry, on piano. his Twitter banner picture. Oh, on his Twitter okay. banner okay. picture, it is two golden retrievers, and one of them may be wearing sunglasses, or I may have dreamed that, one of the two. 
But um, Slatin does not do that. His dog just sort of like wanders into the shot just because it gives no fucks whatsoever. So he doesn't actually like acknowledge his dog. He just sort of like rambles in. And I Kirsten is definitely looking this up right now. Oh, well, yeah, totally do it. Actually, um, I'm seeing if the dog is wearing. Oh, no. Alexis just has Alexis now because he went all corporate. Oh, boo. That's what happens when you go to Men United. That's Jose's fault. Yeah. Year three. Year three, baby. Okay, yeah. Call us. We'll, we, we'll take over your your uh, Twitter account and just make it dog friendly. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I bet Marina doesn't even have dogs. No. Monster. No. 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 Um, yes. Or if they, he does, it's like show dogs that you can't pet for some he reason. He has a beta fish. <laughs> <laughs> so he can be the alpha. <laughs> At least we crack ourselves up. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I'm also going to Photoshop that out. <laughs> um, I have a very busy night ahead of me. Um, so yeah, Zlatan and Bulldog, because it's true. Okay, mine is um, equally canine and equally literal. It is the just lanky and majestically quaffed Edinson Cavani and an Afghan hound, because... Duh. Just look at them. That's what he is. He's he's a human Afghan hound. Just is. I think, I there'd, I think there'd be a competition for the best mane in that picture, though. I, no, because they would... Oh, okay. ...run together, and, like, every so often they would... One would look at the other and just, like, do that upward nod as if to say, like... Yeah, I see you. Nice hair. Just picturing it, like of them running in Salto together with the with the beautiful Uruguayan breeze just blowing their hair back from their yeah, beautifully high like, cheekbones. Imagine though that like shower drain. Oh yeah, no one wants to uh, deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> no. Because no. like that fan isn't a dog that you can like spray with your hose in the backyard either. No. Like, no. You gotta scrub that shit down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of upkeep. I'm not saying it's not, like, high maintenance. But it's worth it. For yeah. at least for a picture, anyway. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, also, can we... Are, are we going to just skip over the cheekbones? I mean... Oh, did you not hear me? Because I think oh, I said cheekbones. Oh, did you cheekbones. not? Oh, okay. Oh, no. sorry. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, she talk talked about, about the cheekbones. Cheek okay. Yeah. okay, I was yeah, a little yeah. concerned. No, no, but the okay, best, we're good. The best cheekbones in football. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, we want to leave you with dogs and cheekbones and happy thoughts. But happy um, thoughts. Happy thoughts. Wow, that was really good. What a great segue! All right. Um, so we have discovered, along with Sacker, we also like drinking alcoholic drinks. So, um, as our special gift to you, our listeners, we've decided that every week we're going to close with. A team and a beer pairing, and we want you to go out and try them. And by try the team, I mean watch a game. Or sometimes we yeah. will have a wine or some other beverage pairing. Because Jesse, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesse's not a huge beer fan, but I have a I have a beer for today, and I'm really excited about it. Okay, then Jesse. start. Go for it. Okay, Jesse, go. All right, you guys. So, um, my beer. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten to say that. My beer. Um, is from Five Rabbit Cerveceria, and it is called 
chinga tu pelo, which means fuck your hair. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, it is great. Is it for Chicharito? It is not for Chicharito. Oh. That's originally what I thought. It's actually, um, it was created last year. Um, it is a golden ale and it was created um, after Trump. Um, and so I want it to be paired with DC United because I want it to be plastered all the fuck over that stadium on Wayne Rooney's jersey um, on every billboard in DC. I want it to have a picture of Trump with Chinga Tupelo all over the place. Um, and if you like golden ale, go out there, get five Robert Cervecerias, golden ale called Chinga Tupelo, and just support the crap out of this Mexican brewery. That's amazing. Why didn't we end with Jesse? <laughs> yeah, we should have totally ended with Jesse. I, I don't know if it's good because, again, that. I'm not really a beer fan, but I just feel like um, I that bought one actually means, last summer yeah. I bought a six pack of it and just gave it to my brother because it's worth supporting. So oh, there awesome. you go. I love yeah, it. I'm not even American and I and I support this. <laughs> All right. Who's got a beer? I'll go next okay. because mine is very disappointing. So I assume, Kay, you will have a much better closing than me. Uh, my beer pairing is based on a pun. Oh, of course. Um, I like yeah, it. I, I like puns. Um, so what I have not talked about this podcast, which is surprising, is that despite my love for Syria, I actually support the Swiss national team as I am a Swiss dual citizen. So when you watch Swiss soccer, a, a term of excitement uh motivation i don't don't know how to say it is that you say hop so of course yes or like like a hoppy yeah so with hop in mind i chose a hoppy beer an ipa which i don't actually drink because as of right now i'm actually drinking a delirium and i usually stick to stouts along with delirium so um, i can't actually vouch for this beer personally (laughs) but um for my Canadian friends out there, and if any Americans can get a hold of it, I've chosen Mad Tom's IPA, and it is a great hoppy beer for a very hoppy team. And if you are looking to look into the Swiss Super League, I don't recommend it, but you can always go for my team, which um, I started following because my grandfather told me he used to play with them when he was younger, and and it was a lie. It was one hundred percent a lie. But now I can tell people that my grandfather played with young boys because the team is named Young Boys. Young <laughs> Boys used to play at Wankdorf Stadium. I could not make this up if I tried. They have since changed the stadium name to the Stade de Suisse, so there's that. But yeah, if you're looking for a team, Young Boys are great. They're uh, black and yellow, so people will think that you're supporting Dortmund if you ever wear their jersey out, and then you get a lot of questions. But or Peñarol from cool. Uruguay. Sonia, we now have even more delightful things in common that's amazing perfect so yeah some hoppy beer for a hoppy team i love that okay i'm just you have to round us off here i know mine's not mine's not as exciting as either of yours um probably because i'm such a beer nerd i had to take this seriously and (laughs) along those lines i'm gonna say there's gonna be a rule in which we have to actually match the beer with a game that's coming up in the next week. Oh, okay. Or okay. the next two weeks. Okay. Okay. Um, and with that in mind, the Bundesliga starts next weekend. And as people may or may not know, I am a Gladbach fan. 
And I actually went and made sure that my style of beer is appropriate to the north west what i okay now i can't remember their region but <laughs> the region of germany that gladbach nerd. plays in i know i am a nerd oh my god a someone's nerd. gonna contract you to write a book about this watch they happen. better it is my dream it is my dream um anyway so because most actual german pilsners are very difficult to get here I went with Victory's Prima Pills, which is one of the top-rated German pills in, well, probably the world, we would say. And Victory's pretty easy to get most places in the States if you live in a good beer area, which hopefully most of you do, because otherwise, what are you doing with your lives? I don't, I really don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it's a German pills, which is perfect for the summer because it's nice and light. And also, uh, just one thing though, Gladbach will probably not do very well because yeah, they're very sad at times, even though they beat a very low, low, low level team, 11, one, 11, zero, 11, one today. That's no indication of how they'll do in the league. So you might want to try a higher alcohol content. This is only 5.3, but I can recommend it. And maybe you should get a lot so you can get through the Gladbach game. They play, uh, I just wrote this down. They are against Leverkusen this upcoming weekend. They have their own slot, so you can easily watch it. Pick up Prima Pills. And drown your sorrows, or become a Leverkusen fan, one or the other. <laughs> All right, so that's Solid me. Advice from our fearless leader here. <laughs> also, I just want to add: if you do not drink alcohol, um, I would like to tell you my favorite drink, non-alcoholic drink of the summer, because it's fantastic, and people don't even have to pay me to promote this. Not that anyone is paying us to promote any beer, <laughs> clearly. But um, Seven Up makes a lemonade, and they make a peach lemonade, and I don't know if this is a Canadian thing or a North American thing, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't get peach-flavored things in Canada the way you can get them in Europe. Like, in Europe, the go-to iced tea is always peach iced tea, whereas in North America, it's lemon iced tea. You guys are both looking at me like I'm insane, so maybe this is a Canadian thing, but you can't get peach anything anywhere here unless it's Snapple, but that's a whole other conversation. So, non-alcoholic drinks, I recommend a 7-Up peach lemonade. Okay, what are you going to connect it to, though? Yeah. Is it connected to, like, Atlanta? Any team? Uh, Germany, that time they won 7 nothing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no. You have to connect the emoji. it to Lazio because of yeah. the <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. So take the 7-Up peach lemonade into your sacred space and enjoy. <laughs> oh, I wish we ended on that. Yay. <laughs> Just re-say it at the end. It's fine. That's okay. the best thing. Um, but yes, we should wrap this up now because we have exhausted our script and exhausted <laughs> ourselves. And probably, probably exhausted, exhausted you. Nature. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, before we sign off, um, we would just like to say that if you're enjoying the content on Unusual Efforts, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, thank you very much. And if you would like to support us, we do have a Patreon so you can find Unusual Efforts on Patreon. Any money that you can give, um, any support, any sharing of people that you know may have the ability to give, we would love it. Um, we, like we mentioned before, we pay all of our writers and we would like to pay our editor who is amazing and fantastic. So 
anything that you guys can check forward, you know, skip your coffee this week and give us a little bit of cash. We would love it and be super, super grateful. And thank you. And I will just say as the non-founder here, so as the person who has um, gotten paid and really benefited from being a part of this, and I will, you know, pitch an article about how much I benefited from being part of this community leader. Um, I just think that um, you guys and unusual efforts have created this community where um, that I don't think exists anywhere else because we have the safety and the privilege. And I don't think that I get to say really that I have privilege anywhere else, but that we have the privilege to express our viewpoints and our opinions and our questions without feeling like we have to, as we said before, um, be representative of our gender or our, you know, whatever else our minority communities are, or that we have to um, defend our credentials. Um, and I think that that's really rare in sport um, and that in the world right now, um, it's it's becoming sadly like more necessary. So, um, you know, you don't need that coffee. Just make your coffee at home and and uh, buy a shirt from unusualefforts.com because they are amazing. Um, incredible. Yeah. And I want to say that we are also going to do more with our Patreon page and more, hopefully, with our shirts. Shout out, Kelly. You're awesome. <laughs> um, and we are also getting a web revamp. So you could wait and give us money or you can just give us money in advance knowing that all those things are coming. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool things coming from Unusual Yeah, Phenomenal. Ooh, and they could also, or should also, follow us on all our things at Unusual Efforts. And there, is that where they could um, recommend some topics, ask some questions, et cetera, et cetera? For sure, yeah. So send your questions in uh, for the podcast. We have kind of an ongoing list. The response has been great so far. So um, if we didn't get to your question this week, Trust us, it's on a list. We have many Google Docs going. Um, our whole life is just various Google Docs and Sheets. So they are on there. We will kind of fit them in. And um, definitely we want to get to them. So reach us at Unusual Efforts. And if you want to reach any of us individually or collectively, uh, Jesse, what's your handle? How can people get to you? Um, they can get to me at Jesse Loesch. And they can get to me at KD Schlewitz. But you got to be smart enough to spell that. I am not. Um, <laughs> I honestly like I have KD just programmed into my phone, um, and you can reach me though I don't know if you want to at Sonia Missio. And I think that's us all for us. This amazing this is our first episode, yeah, yay! And we wait, um, wait. are okay, yeah, we are um, uh, aligned with. We are posted with we are potted with um man in the post and you can and you're gonna really realize my lack of technological prowess here but you can subscribe um to man in the post and like magical podcasts about um favorite 11 players about players from leagues from the 90s about league roundups about la liga all of these things will just magically appear in your podcast downloads like the podcast gods have just bestowed upon you beautiful podcast it's amazing so um that's man on the post and you can reach them at man on the post as well thank you goodbye
Should we? Yeah, we okay. have to stop. I gotta I figure think out I where. Think one. Oh, okay. see, I don't have a yellow one. Oh, I have a square one. Mine is a square. Is the square yellow? I'm just gonna press mine now. Okay, I'm stopping. Has everyone else stopped?